0: Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody. It is nine o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. I'm Alan Gay and this is now D1 Speaks. Hey, man, we have got a big time show tonight. we got a big time guest, got a big time coach and a big time recruiter. We have got Coach Jackson with us. Hey, Coach, are you there? I am here, Alan. Hey, man, I am so happy to hear you and that you're with us tonight. I know you're up in Atlanta. Uh, For everybody, I'm going to let you introduce yourself here in just a second, Coach Jackson. But you're from North Carolina. You're coaching a team over in in Atlanta, perfect game tournament, really taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Absolutely appreciate you being here. So with that said, hey, why don't you introduce yourself? Kind of give us an idea, a little bit of a background, you know, include like even things where you went to high school, where you played after high school. And how did you actually get into baseball in the first place?
1: All right, Alan, thank you so much. Let me, let me first begin by uh, thanking you, Alan, for this platform. I think it's a wonderful platform. It's giving a lot of these kids an opportunity to kind of get themselves out there. Coaches a lot of times like to know who the kids are other than what they can do on a baseball field. So I want to thank you for doing that. Uh yes, uh so I'm coach Jackson, Sanchez Jackson. Um I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I went to high school at Myers Park High School, played baseball and throughout high school. Um actually all all year round pretty much. Um uh after high school I had some opportunities to play at the next level, but I decided to go ahead and go directly to college. Uh and I got into baseball through a rec league. Um Back when I'm 57 years old. So back in the day, we had uh, not only the rec league through your neighborhood parks, but you also had the police athletic league. So I played in both of those organizations. And that was my introduction to baseball. And I've been in love with it ever since.
0: Man, thank you so much. Hey, first of all, Coach Jackson, thank you so much for those kind words, man. I absolutely appreciate that. And guess what? I'm 56 years old, so I know exactly what you're talking about, man. All right, all right. <laughs> that's ideal. Good and, stuff. And no doubt. Hey, are you originally from uh, North Carolina? I mean, yes. That's, that's so, you-
1: yes, uh, born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. Been there all my life. Of course, I went to college in Greensboro, North Carolina, at North Carolina A and T, and I got my master's from North Carolina Central. And before I got into the recruiting space, um, I'm actually a retired federal law enforcement officer and did that for 22 years and uh, just kind of went back to my first love, man, baseball.
0: Well, man, thank you for your service. Absolutely. Thank and you. I got to tell you, man, I'm from the South, too. I'm from Augusta, Georgia. So, OK, not too. Yeah, not too far from Charlotte. I mean, it's kind of far at all. It, no, not at all, man. It's kind of one of those things. We're about two and a half hours from Charlotte. And we're two and a half hours from Atlanta. You know what I mean? So it's pretty good oh, yeah. place to grow up. Yes, sir. So when you were playing baseball, let me ask you something. You know, like what positions did you play and what were your real strengths and what was something that maybe you always thought you needed to just kind of work on just a little bit?
1: So um, I actually was a first baseman, played first base, played a little outfield, uh, but I was a better first baseman than outfielder. Um, Strengths, I was a real small guy, man, coming coming through high school, probably – 120, 28-weight, small guy. Uh, didn't have a lot of power, but I had speed. Um, I could put the ball in and play. And if I had a weakness, I would say it probably was the, I, I couldn't hit for power. Um, you know, like I said, I would just have to kind of poke the ball into play to to get on base and hopefully run, beat something out running running through the base.
0: Man, you were really little,
1: 120
0: pounds, man. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, this started but, anyway, Weights out of college.
0: I love it. Never stopped, right? Never stopped. just kept gaining that weight kept gaining man (laughs) (laughs) i know what that's about hey everybody that's joining us tonight thank you so much we absolutely appreciate you guys being here if you got in late don't worry about it we record this space and one of the reasons we record it is we're going to retweet it out in its entirety hey tonight we're really absolutely very very fortunate we've got coach jackson with us he's got a really really cool story He's got great uh, he's got a great personality, tons of enthusiasm, absolutely knows the game. He's from Charlotte, North Carolina. We're just kind of kicking this thing off and it's going to absolutely be a fun night. So hey, so let me ask you something here, coach. You know, once you kind of got through with your playing career, decided to move right into college, got your degree, got your master's degree. Hey, what was your master's degree in?
1: So my master's in public administration.
0: OK, and then went straight into law enforcement?
1: Yes. Um, from from grad school, I was hired um, straight from the, straight into the government and um, pretty much worked all over the United States. But my primary area was uh, the uh, southeast, uh, worked out of Memphis and, and Miami and Atlanta. So kind of been, a, been to a lot of different states. Um, it was a great ride. I enjoyed it. Uh, just the travel got to be a little hectic at times.
0: I'm sure. So how in the world, once once you finally decided to put your your second, I'll call it your secondary career. You know, that was something that you did for about 25 to 30 years and decided to go back to the love of your game, the love of your life. How how did you make that transition? You know, like once you left law enforcement, what was it that kind of got you back into baseball?
1: Well, um, I have a son um, uh, and he plays baseball. And actually, that was kind of one of the reasons why I decided to get out of law enforcement kind of early. Um, I was away from home a lot. He was playing the game. I wasn't really there for him. And I wanted to be there for him and spend more time with him to get him kind of prepared for the game. Uh, so that was really the catalyst to get getting me back into coaching. Um, so once, once I decided to do that, I mean, I was just, you know, I was all in pretty much.
0: I love it. So you've really... I'm just trying to get a time frame here. You've really kind of – hey, you kind of got out of law enforcement just a couple of years ago, honestly, two, three, four years ago?
1: Uh, so I would say it's probably been about maybe mm, – probably seven years, eight years. It's okay. been about eight years. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so you've been coaching for eight years. How did you transition into really kind of helping some kids – uh, get get exposure and be seen and, and kind of helping them with the recruiting process as well?
1: So um, it, it actually just kind of happened, just just kind of happened. Um, I was actually helping a lot of teams coach at one time, and I just kind of saw that there was a need to get, to make it more affordable for a lot of other kids. Because it, mm-hmm. it baseball is a very expensive sport, and we miss out on a lot of kids because the kids can't afford to play. Uh, competitive baseball so I wanted to start an organization that would allow kids to do that I wanted to make it affordable I wanted to be able to develop kids and I wanted to be able to help kids get to the next level so that's when I started the Charlotte Aggies uh, showcase team um, and basically that that was the purpose I wanted to make it affordable for kids I wanted to be able to offer them the th- same things that um, kids were getting at these major uh, baseball programs and uh, it just happened to be a pretty successful, um, you know, run.
0: I think it's been a very successful run. You got a fantastic reputation. I mean, people Thank all you. over the country know who you are, and they absolutely know who the Charlotte Aggies are as well. How in the world were you able to keep it uh, competitively priced? I know it can't be easy. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, the biggest thing is for for Travel Ball Showcase. You're paying for the tournaments, so our thing was, hey, we're just gonna whatever tournaments we do, we're gonna just play those tournaments. We're gonna offer the kids uh, a few uniforms. We weren't getting paid; the coaches weren't paid, so it's not like we were taking salaries. So all the money kind of went into into the program. And I mean, it doesn't. It, I I don't think it should cost twenty five, three thousand dollars to play baseball. I don't. Hmm. I mean, I think the most our kids have ever played paid was about eight fifty. Uh, And with that 8.50, they still get seven tournaments, six, seven tournaments. They're able to get a few uniforms. And I mean, and and it's been working for us. Um, And and, and at the end of the day, uh, these kids that ordinarily wouldn't have an opportunity to play are getting a chance to play and get in front of some coaches. That's what it's about.
0: Man, that's absolutely what it's about. And I would say it's definitely paying off and absolutely working. I mean, that is very, very inexpensive. I've been around it long enough and I've heard a lot of different prices. And man, I tell you, that's absolutely a good deal right there all the way around. Thank Thank you. No question about it. So let me ask you something now that you've been you've been doing this for seven or eight years and you've helped a ton of kids really kind of move on to the next level. Our core, just as a Just so that you know, Coach Jackson, our core audience is really it's a blend of uncommitted prospects that are in high school that they want to go to the next level. And it's college coaches. And and you kind of alluded to it right at the beginning when you said the kind words about our show. You know, college coaches, they're only going to. Hey, first of all, they're really only interested in kids that have the ability. And Mm -hmm. then the second, you know what I mean? And then the second piece is the makeup and that makeup gives uh, the kids an opportunity to jump on a show like this and kind of talk about who they are and, and, you know, what they do off the field. So let me ask you something though, you know, kind of tell me and tell our audience, our core audience, because this is what they want to know because they want to be seen by coaches. You know, it doesn't matter if they're in Nebraska or if they're in Iowa or or if they're in North Carolina. What makes a prospect really stand out to a college coach? You know, we know they got to have the ability. You know, there ain't a question about that. But how can, they get some, how can they get a college coach's attention? Uh, I think,
1: the, the, well, from my experience, coaches are looking for kids that are um, good, good students, one, because baseball is one of those sports where you got to have good grades. They want kids to have uh, talent. I mean, they want kids to have the ability. I mean, you don't necessarily have to have everything you need, but they want to make sure that the kid has a skill set that they can build on. Um, and once once the coach identified, that, it's just a matter of those kids getting in front of coaches. And what I suggest to all all the kids that are looking to play at the next level, you got to make sure that you get connected with a good travel organization mm-hmm. or showcase organization. For one, uh, two, uh, you want to make sure that that coach is connected with someone. Uh, with, with schools or with uh, a recruiter guy that can find opportunities for your kids. And uh, three, you want to make sure you're playing some good, good tournaments. Those are the most important things.
0: I think you're hundred percent right. And that just absolutely kind of makes me start thinking how in the world, what, how were you able to develop the relationships that you've been able to develop with coaches, not only regionally, but nationally over the last eight years? Cause I gotta, I have to believe College coaches are dependent on a core group of individuals. And once once they trust you, you have to be a hundred percent honest with them. You know, you can't tell a coach, hey, this kid's this hey, you want this kid when you know in the back of your mind, I don't know if this kid's really the right kid. They yeah. I mean they have to absolutely trust you. And so yeah. I'm just kind of wondering, how how did you go about over the last eight years really developing the relationships with the coaches so that they know they can trust you
1: yeah so let me let me take a step back here so uh, not only do I run the Charlotte Aggies um, baseball organization I am also the owner founder of Uncommitted Baseball Players Um, and Uncommitted Baseball Players was started um, it's probably been about Five years ago, and we started from we started from Instagram, believe it or not, Alan. And uh, the reason why we started the platform was to help kids that were falling through the cracks get an opportunity to play at the next level. And our platform is kind of unique because it's truly grassroots. Uh, We started the platform by actually calling coaches. Emailing hmm. old school email calls, DM some coaches to kind of let them know what we were doing. We were actually um, trying to get kids uh, showcased. Uh, wanted them to take a look at some of these kids. Uh, we actually evaluated the kids for the coaches. We were actually reach out to some of their past coaches to kind of see what kind of kids they were. Uh, if they were type of kids that could play at the next level, if they had the, the grades, if they were good kids, good human beings. You know, that's the most important hmm. thing. And um, after we uh, started doing that, it kind of morphed into something else. Uh, now we actually have colleges to reach out to us to look for kids. So we've actually helped um, kids, helped um, colleges from every level, from D one all the way down to JUCO, to find talent. So we do that as well. So um, I mean, the kids. The, the, the bottom line is, you gotta have some talent. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be a good student. And and you got to be able to keep working regardless, uh, because, you know, kids actually they 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 actually the, the skill set of some kids kind of come a little later. You know what I mean? Some kids might be studs right now. Some other kids may not be studs for another year or two in high school. They may not really hit their peak or their stride until their senior year or whatever. So we just try to make sure that kids are on the radar early enough for coaches to identify them. And, and maybe get them to the next level.
0: Man, I absolutely love that. Hey, again, everybody that's joining us tonight, thank you so much. Absolutely appreciate y'all doing this. You know, we get together Monday through Thursday. I mentioned earlier that we record this space. And uh, not only do we record it just so that we can retweet it, we turn it into a podcast. And the podcast is now D1 Speaks. And it is a fantastic platform. You know, it gives kids, as Coach Jackson was just talking about, an opportunity not to fall through the cracks. And it, it, you know, we, what we try to do here is identify kids that do have ability, but also have that something else that's in the classroom. And I love the way you put it just a moment ago, a a moment ago. They're good human beings. And I Mm -hmm. think that's so important. I mean, when you're going to go and represent a university, you got to represent that university. The coach has to know that you are a good human being in the classroom, True. outside the classroom, in the dorm room, in the nightlife, in the social life. And you're just a person he doesn't have to worry about. Because I got, I have to believe the last thing that a coach wants to hear is an administrator or a teacher reaching out to him and saying, hey, I need to talk to you about one of the kids on your team. They don't want to hear it. And they want to focus right. They want to focus on baseball, you know, and they because they're paid to win ball games. You know what I mean? Exactly. So they they need good human beings. And that was really the 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 purpose of now D1 Speaks as well. We want to give these kids an opportunity to say, hey, this is who I am. This is the track record I put down. Coach, you can trust me. I've got the ability, but I want you to know I'm a good human being. Just the same. Hey, again, everyone tonight, we got coach Jackson with us. And I tell you, coach Jackson's got a phenomenal story as you guys are hearing, you know, I mean, he's been doing this for eight years. He really just kind of started a platform with uncommitted baseball on Instagram and just started giving some players an opportunity to be seen. And it is absolutely morphed into an opportunity where he's changed some lives. I mean, it's just kind of really a phenomenal story. So let me ask you something there, coach, you know, guys that are going to be listening to this and it's not just tonight. I mean, it's been wild to me how popular this podcast has gotten and people are listening to it all over the country. I mean, if if a kid really wanted to be able to get in touch with you, you know, what is it that he needs to do? You know, how, how can he reach out to you and uh, and know that that maybe you could help him? Do you just accept everybody no matter what? or there, is there like an evaluation process, a little bit of a trial process or, you know, how do they get in touch with you and how do they, how do you kind of, you know, filter through who you're really going to be able to work with or not?
1: Sure. So there there are multiple ways for kids to get in touch with us. Of course, we're on Twitter at uh, UCB Players IG. Once again, that's UCB Players IG. That's our Twitter. Uh, and they can also reach us um, on Instagram. And we're, we're at uncommitted underscore baseball underscore players. And the last way. Is for them to actually reach out to us on our website, which is ubplayers.com. Um, in terms of evaluation, yeah, we actually evaluate all the kids that actually come to us. Um, that that's that's real important because I mean, believe it or not, Alan, this this is about relationships. I want to mm-hmm. make sure that we get it right. I want to make sure that these coaches continue to use our platform to bring kids in. Uh, and that 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 we, we have to make sure that we do our background uh, work on all these kids. So we will definitely evaluate them. We'll look at um, any video that they might send to us. We'll reach out to some of the coaches, as I mentioned earlier, just to see, um, you know, how, how good they are, you know, what they did when they were there. Um, and from that point, we're actually we'll reach out to coaches based on where we think they are now. Now, the GPA comes comes into play, too, with that. So if I got a kid that has the ability to play, but does not have the grades, I mean, you know, that kid might be a JUCO kid, or or even a post grad kid. I mean, give him an opportunity to get his grades back up, and then maybe find some, find a home out of that. But uh, we look at we look at the total total package. We look at the skill set. We look at the grades. Um, we want to do our background to see if there's a high character kid. Uh, you know, what kind of IQ the kid has in terms of baseball, all of these things matter.
0: Absolutely. So, how many teams are you carrying at a time, or how many kids do you work
1: with at a time? So, we've actually gotten 157 kids in college uh, since we've been doing this from a little old Instagram and Twitter page. <laughs> um, and um, we are currently working with about maybe 10 kids right now. Um, six of those kids are kind of waiting, uh, to commit. They're kind of going through the different financial packages to kind of see, see which one makes sense. Uh, but we, we work with whatever we have. I mean, it's still a process. They all go through the same process. So it it, is not a certain amount that we work with when they come and when we think they can play, you know, we'll, we'll take them through the process and we'll hopefully try to find a, a home for them.
0: Wow. So it really is. I'm, I'm going to use the word exclusive. I mean, I, honestly, it's a very exclusive group. I mean, you're kind of you're kind of looking at the, the the pool of players that potentially want to work with you. And you're really absolutely making sure they've got the right ability and the right makeup. And you're just working with a, a really kind of a small group of kids, man, and really giving them individual attention and yep. truly helping them succeed. That's right. I appreciate that. Abby. Heck, yeah, man. That is very, very impressive. I love that. Absolutely love it. So kind of I got to believe, too, you, you probably I know you're up in Atlanta and uh, and, it, you know, it, it probably just never ends for you. It's year round. But you've got to have on your schedule getting ready for the fall season and what the fall kids are going to look like and what the fall team is going to look like and so forth. That's, that's got to be that's got to be coming up here
1: in August or so. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's it's great that you brought that up. Yeah, so the fall is a busy time for us as well. Um, a lot of times we work with, not only have we helped kids in the United States, we've heard, we've helped some international kids get here as well and, and find homes for them as well. Uh, but kids, you know, sometimes they want to transfer uh, in the spring. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that we can find a home for them, make sure wherever they're coming from that they did whatever they were supposed to do at the previous mm-hmm. school, grade-wise and all that. So it's, it's, it's really nonstop. And as you mentioned, I'm here at the WWBA. Uh, This weekend, helping out 4G3, which is a group out of Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, Fine, fine group. Um, Got a team playing here. They're doing extremely well. And uh, I'm just so appreciative, Alan, that you gave me an opportunity to get on here tonight. Uh, And I, I wouldn't have missed it for the world.
0: Hey, man, thank you. I know you cut out to get on this. I know it couldn't be easy. So thank you. And, and thank you to everyone that's on again so much. We absolutely appreciate your support and for you guys being here. I will say if you're an uncommitted, you know, if you're a high school prospect, you're a 24 or 25, or you know what? You were 23 and you're in a postgrad school or if you're a junior college and, and you're just looking for an opportunity to kind of have your voice out there and this is a good environment for you. I certainly hope that you'll reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at now underscore D1. I'll tell you that uh, uh, July is pretty much booked up, but we are booking for August and uh, we're going to run this thing right through the summer and we'll go into the fall as well. Hey, I think what you were just talking about, Coach Jackson really kind of leads up to my next question for you. And it's all about recruiting. I would love to have your perspective really on kind of the current model of college baseball recruiting, especially when you take into account, you know, the, the new rules uh, for, for the contact, you know, Division One, how soon they can actually contact kids now, and the transfer portal. I mean, that it has really changed the dynamics of recruiting.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, it's, it's different. It's tough. The portal has caused as a lot of problems. I mean, for one, for the high school kids, I mean, these high school kids, these 23s, some of these 24s, they're getting kind of pushed aside because, you know, the portal, I mean, you really can't blame coaches. I mean, if you got a kid that's in the portal with experience, I mean, you, you're going to take a kid that has experience over high school kids. But that doesn't mean that these high school kids um, can't play at that level. It's just, is just kind of tough. Um, and with the new rules, um, and, and I think that for D one, I, I think it, it has to be out the August of their junior year, uh, the fall of their junior year before they can have a contact now, which is a good thing. I kind of like that, Alan. And I'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. why. Um, if you, if you've had kids getting offered in eighth and ninth grade, you know, previously, that's what was going on. um, what what happens to your high school kids that are in the junior year or their senior year? I mean, most of these rosters, especially at the D one level, I mean, they got kids coming in. So there's really no need to look for kids that are in high school. And why would you offer a kid in the eighth or ninth grade that really hasn't put in the work through high school? I don't know. I, I, that's just my, my, my feeling about it. Uh, I get it. I know a lot of time coaches, you know they get caught up um, on uh, what we call the eye candy. If a kid <laughs> looks good, he's a big kid. You know they think he's going to maybe project to be six three, six four. Um, they offer the kid. I mean, and the kid. I mean, sometimes they just they don't pan out, and that's the most frustrating part for me. I have kids right now, uh, and I think you you interview one of the kids, uh, Trey Barksdale. Trey mm. Barksdale is a heck of a player, man. I mean, he's just he's just undersized and. That kid can play D one baseball all day long, but because he's undersized, coaches, you know they they don't they don't really give him the same look they would give another kid that was a bigger kid that may not even have the same skill set. So that's the frustrating part about it. You know, you might have a kid that's a little heavier, uh, and and might be he that kid may be a dog. He could he may be a baller, but because he's you know he's kind of heavy, they think he's slow. He's not athletic. It's just these things we get caught up in the looks until they find out what they truly have. You know what I mean?
0: I do a hundred percent. I don't think you could have put it any better. And I agree with you. I really do think waiting to contact kids is a good thing. I'm very happy about that. I think, I think kids should be much more focused on development than putting out on Twitter or Instagram where they Bingo. committed. Yeah, e- no e- question. Ex- exactly. I agree. Right. And then the, in the second piece, you know, I think it's kind of incredible With the transfer portal now, I get it. If I was a college coach, if I was in a P5 college coach, if I was Mm -hmm. so fortunate to be doing that, you doggone right, I'd be recruiting other college kids as opposed to high school school, because they've got a track record. They've gone and they've produced, and I've seen it, and I can trust it. And now I'm not saying, well, let me project that the high school kid can do it. I don't have to do it. So I think that somehow high school parents – And high school kids have to get over that D1 or bust. I think they really need to truly start saying, I need to go where I can absolutely play, not sit on the bench. I can play and let me put down a track record. And then if it's and you know what, they may find that the school that they go to, they may go to an NAIA school and find out, man, the Lord really blessed me. This is exactly where I was supposed to be the entire time.
1: and they will be
0: very, very happy. Or they may be able to put down a track record and show that they can compete at a collegiate level, and they may get an opportunity at a higher division through the transfer portal. So I I really think that high school kids have a ton of opportunity. I know I'm on Twitter enough, and I see college coaches still asking, saying, we have got spots available for the 23 season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're thinking, there, I tell you, if you can play baseball and you've got the ability, there's absolutely a place for you to go. Just get it out of your mind that you can only play D1. You know what I mean? Go yeah. somewhere, put down the record, and then let's see what happens.
1: I totally agree with that. Um, I think the landscape has changed anyway. Um, look, NAIA ball is great baseball. Mm-hmm. Juco ball is great baseball. You know, D one, D two, D three. It's all great baseball. You still one of a, a few that get an opportunity mm-hmm. to play at the next level. For one, and and secondly, because of all these D one guys kicking back to different levels of play, it kind of it's kind of uh, even even out. The, it evens out the playing field a little bit. So, in other words, when these guys that go from Virginia Tech to Bluefield State or wherever it, they may come mm-hmm. from. You know, coaches or scouts that might have been following that kid, he's going to look at that kid at D2. And if you're on that team, hey, he's going to get a chance to see you too. So I don't think kids should get – and I tell my my clients all the time, the best thing you can do is go somewhere where you want it, where you can play and develop and and have a good time in college. And whatever happens after that happens. I mean, so um I tell them just be open to anything. And coaches move around too, Allen. I mean, you might mm-hmm. have a coach. Uh, today at a JUCO, you may be a D2 coach next year. I mean, you just never know. That's why it's important for these kids, too, to make sure that if a coach reaches out to you, you know, talk to the coach, see what the school is offering. If it's not a good fit for you, I mean, don't ghost the coach. Stay in contact. You just never know where a coach may end up, and he may come back and get you.
0: <laughs> Man, that's so many words of wisdom right there, Coach Jackson, no doubt. I can see why you got such a great reputation and why so many kids – really are kind of drawn to you and the families are drawn to you. I know they can absolutely hundred percent trust you. So with that in mind, let, uh, you know, I kind of want to wrap it up just here just a little bit tonight and, and thinking about the families and, and kids that really trust you, wh- what kind of advice would you have for a young athlete? And when I'm thinking young athlete, really, before they get into high school, like ages 12 to 14, that, that kind of group and they're good kids and, and they're good ball players. And they want to be successful long term. What kind of advice would you give them?
1: I think the biggest thing is you got to (laughs) play. You got to just, you got to play. Don't get too (laughs) caught up. And I think you mentioned this don't get too caught up and worry about getting committed and all that. Um, Play as much as you can. Uh, Try to make sure you, you know, if you need lessons, get lessons. Um, And try to get with a coach that's going to develop you. I mean, if you're if you're playing on a team where you where you realize you're not being developed or you're not playing, you got to go somewhere where you're going to develop if your goal is to play. So um, just I know this is, you know, just just what kids say all the time, but you you really have to trust the process. Just keep working. Uh, If You know, you want to play, keep working. Um, Put that time in um, because someone's actually working right now as we as we're having this conversation. You know what I mean? So you got to put the time in.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, coach, I got to tell you, man, I have really, truly enjoyed this evening. I know this wasn't easy for you. You got a very, very busy schedule. I wouldn't be surprised if you were just sitting out in a parking lot somewhere in your car and you jumped on the phone with us, man. And I just can't thank you enough for taking the time out of today to really talk about some of your past and really what your passion is. And your passion is really helping kids kind of move forward. And you've been successful in doing it. And I know that you've got a you got many many years ahead of you where you're going to keep helping those guys out. So just thank you for being here.
1: Hey, Alan, my my pleasure, man. I really appreciate it. I definitely want to give a shout out to Coach Cunningham and Coach O'Neill over at Voorhees College. Um, they are, the and kids should actually get on this platform to let let coaches know who they are, who they are as a person, uh, and the, the playing part it, it'll come. So thank you so much. Um, if I can help anyone, as I, as I mentioned, I'm an uncommitted baseball player. You can find me on, on Instagram. You can DM me. We'll respond to you. And if we can help you, we will.
0: Heck, yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for talking about Coach Cunningham and Coach O'Neill. I tell you, those two guys, I got that program, Voorhees University, on the right path. I would absolutely yes, – if I was a young man, I would absolutely be checking out their program. Hey, I do want to tell everybody that's tuned in that tomorrow night, we've got another special guest. We've got Coach Reinhardt. He is going to join us. He's an assistant coach. He's at Allegheny College of Maryland. That's a JUCO. And I tell you what, they have got a phenomenal track record of turning kids out. I tell you, in just in the last week or so, I feel like every time I've gotten on Twitter, I've seen another kid that's committed, Ohio State, so forth. I mean, they are absolutely turning out athletes. So I would tell you that's a that's a school I'd be interested in as well. And uh, I would definitely want to tune in and see what it is that Coach Reinhardt is talking about. That'll be tomorrow night at nine o'clock. Hey, Coach Jackson, thank you so much, man. I absolutely hope. You know what? I really want to hope. And I, I can't believe that this wouldn't happen. But I hope, man. Maybe in six months or so, I'd love to reach back out to you and say, hey, man, before you get ready for the summer season. Would you mind jumping back on and let's kind of talk about recruiting again?
1: Hey, not a problem at all. I would love
0: that. We'll welcome that. Let's do it. Absolutely. Hey, guys, everybody for being here again. Thank you so much. We're going to end it here tonight. So thank you very much. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.